this is Paige and welcome back to the So Rude Podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Happy Tuesday. The topic that we are going to be digging into is going to be what 10 things you should do when starting a new job. Now, if you're anything like me, COVID brought a lot of challenges. I actually left the job I had going into COVID, started a new job, and now I'm in another new job because you know what? Life's changing and times are tough. In my experience of starting a new job, especially during COVID, there were a few things that I realized either due to experience or due to feedback that makes starting a new job that much easier for a new employee, especially when it's a company you haven't worked for before. Now, many people listening to this, sadly, if you lost your job, you've either found a new one or you're in the search of a new one. And so I wanted this episode to serve as just a testament to you guys. I wish you the best of luck in your employment, but also to give you some tips and feedback for when you do land that new role, what should you be doing? Now, I also think that this is a really good episode, whether you're new to the company or even just new to your role. I mean, people get promotions or people change departments. So wanted to kind of touch on that as well. And the first thing I wanted to say is when you are starting a new job and you are at a new company and you're in a new role, and this is something that's new to you, you have two ears and one mouth in that order for a reason. You should really be spending the time when you're new, just absorbing Just sit like a fly on the wall and watch the things going on around you. Because whether or not you believe this, you're actually going to pick up a lot about how the company works, what are the little ins and outs of getting things approved, or who's going to be the one you need to go to for a handful of things. You just really want to watch that go down around you. Because if you come in, arms a-swinging, already giving feedback on a company you don't know, I don't care what your role is. It's not going to fly with the people that are there. And especially if you're in your 20s to 30s and you're a little bit younger in your career, you're certainly not coming in at a super high level. So this is really that time to sit back, hold your thoughts in, kind of witness what's going on around you, because the last thing you want to do is start giving feedback and you know nothing about what's going on. I saw a leader do this at a company I was with. It didn't go well, didn't gain any respect or trust with the employees. And at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do, right? You're part of a team, whether you're leading a team or you're part of a team, you're involved with a team. And when you are involved with a team, you want to make sure you get along well with that team. So this is just a tip to help you assimilate to the best of your abilities into that group. You want to make sure that you're just kind of watching what's happening. And I'll be honest, I was at a job. It was my very, very first day, and someone told me that. I'm paraphrasing here, but they essentially said, don't talk, just listen. People don't respect that around here. And I'll be really honest. I was super taken back. I was like, that is not me. I'm someone that always loves to give feedback, always likes to be involved, because to me and in my core values, that shows that I care, and that shows that I was invested in the company, and I was invested in my role. And while that may seem that way to me, it doesn't necessarily seem that way to everybody else. And so if you're directly asked your opinion, of course, feel free to speak up. But especially early on, like, you know, your first month or so, really try and watch what's going on around you because you're going to learn a lot about how do people prefer feedback? How do people want to hear suggestions? You're going to see it happening around you. And the last thing you want to do is act in a way that's different than the culture. 
So my first tip to you is make sure you're listening. Keep in mind what you're saying and the way you're contributing, but really try and learn what's going on around you. My second tip kind of relates to that a little bit. This is the time when you're new to be really friendly with people. Just be really friendly, be really positive. Don't come in and start talking all sorts of different things about how, oh, this isn't good and this isn't done well and the last person did X, Y, and Z. First off, you don't know the group. Second of all, you gotta make sure you're aware of your audience. You don't know who is friends with who. You don't know what the dynamic was before you arrived. So you really wanna take this time to be as friendly and build as much rapport with the people that you're gonna be working with as possible go out of your way to say good morning, go out of your way to say good afternoon, or hey, I'm heading to lunch, do you want to come? I mean, right now with everyone working remote, that's that's not really possible, but there will be a time when people work in the office again. And so when you're working and you're new, you just want to be really friendly. This kind of goes along with what I was saying about just observe what's going on around you. You're going to pick up really quick. Who's the gossip? Who do you need to avoid? Who do you need to watch what you say? And Speaking of gossip, do not contribute to gossip in any way. It doesn't matter if everybody is talking about one person. First off, that's not good karma, and you don't want to bring that type of bad karma in your life. But second of all, you are still seen as an outsider. You are not quite part of the group yet. And the last thing you want to be doing is talking about another person when you're not really part of the group. And I hate to say it, but if you think back to school and like high school and middle school, No one wants the new kid talking crap on your friend, even though they're not really your friend, but they're kind of your friend. It's kind of like, I can say things about my sister, but nobody else can talk about my sister. Same mentality. So just be really positive, be really friendly, do not engage in drama, and just try and be as helpful as you can. Because later on, over time, you are going to need to turn to these people, you're going to need to call on these relationships. And so you want to be known as being really nice and really friendly, because then people will be more willing to help you. Not saying you need to be a carpet. I'm not saying let people walk all over you. I'm just saying you want to be friendly, just being that really nice person in the office. My third tip is carry around a notebook and a pen everywhere you go for a few reasons. The first is you never know when someone's going to say something and you're going to want to write it down. I think it's really unprofessional trying to balance a laptop on your knees or trying to like type something out on your phone. It makes the person think you're not paying attention. So have a notebook, have a pen, keep it with you. First off, when you physically write things down, there's a better chance you're going to remember it. And two, because you may think that you got to pick up your dry cleaning and you got to write it down so you don't forget. So just having that on hand is always really, really helpful. My fourth tip is take time to learn the organizational chart, org chart for short. This is a structure of how are all of the different roles broken down, who reports to who, what department or group within the company are people reporting to. It really helps you learn the dynamics of the company. Like you're learning the interpersonal stuff by watching what's going on around you, but you also want to learn the organizational stuff because that's what's going to help you to understand, well, who do I go to with any questions in this particular area? So learning the org chart 
And it's very important that you learn people's names. If someone is introduced to you, make a point to say their name back to them. So for example, if they're like, hi, my name is Stephanie, you say, hi, Stephanie, my name is Paige. Don't just say, hi, my name is Paige. You want to say, hi, Stephanie, one, that's going to help your brain remember and put a name to a face. And two, when someone hears their name, it kind of makes them feel more connected. And so now you're already building a rapport with something as simple as repeating someone's name back. So make sure you learn people's names. If you're bad with names, you got to practice that because the last thing you want to do is have to approach someone with a question and you don't know their name and you're trying to awkwardly figure it out, check in your emails or trying to look things up online. Just take some time when you're very, very early to a job. Most of the time you don't have a ton of things going on your first week. That's the time. If they have a website, scroll through the website. Just try and learn people's names and try using that org chart to piece together who works with who on a lot of projects. The next thing going along with this meeting people and learning people's names is you are going to want to keep an Excel spreadsheet of everyone that you've met. Now, this was actually a piece of advice given to me by one of my very first official mentors. I was working at a company. I got paired with a mentor and we would have, I think it was monthly chats. We chatted about once a month and she told me a lot of tips, but one of the biggest tips was you want to remember who you met because you never know when you're going to want to reach back out to them. And when we talk about networking, this is kind of going into that. So your very first day, start off with an Excel spreadsheet with a couple columns. You just want to know what's their name, maybe what's their email or their direct line. You're going to want to know what's their title and maybe what kind of department they work in. Add a little notes column and write a note. I met them my first day by the elevator. Name is Cheryl and she does XYZ. Just something simple. So that way, next time you see that person and next time you're going to connect with that person, you have some frame of reference. Like, how do I know this person? What am I going to have to talk to this person about? The last thing you want to do is go up to somebody thinking they do one thing and they do something completely different. So keep that Excel spreadsheet. That's also really good to keep over time. Like, are there any vendors that you work with a lot? Maybe external companies and there's people there that you work with a lot. Write their names down too. It's really good for internal, but it's also really good for just in general. You want to remember the people that you're meeting and how you're meeting them because nurturing those relationships comes with knowing who you met. Number six, make a point to get to know your team members. So especially if you're on a smaller team, like anything under 20 people, you're really working close together. So you want to learn who are they, how long have they been there, what do they do, even little things like are they a parent, do they have a fish, do they play guitar, little things about them. And that way, again, helps to build that rapport with the team. One way to do that is to schedule 30 minute chats with the people when you're new to get to know them. And this is the perfect time to ask them those questions. How long have you been here? What have you done? Have you worked in any other departments? If they say, you know, I've been here 10 years, there's a really good chance they haven't been in the exact same role. So what did they do? How did they get to the role that they're in now? And just asking those questions, where are you from? What do you like to do outside of work? Just like little chit chat things. Number seven, don't be afraid to ask questions. This one is so important. I think a lot of people when they start a new job, they're so worried about being seen as incompetent or nervous that the company is going to think they made a wrong choice in hiring you. I believe that it's very important to ask questions for a few reasons. The first is it shows that you're interested. 
And I'm not saying ask those backhanded questions that really is you telling someone what you want them to know. You're really asking questions just to understand. So for example, if you're going to a meeting, you can say, how often is this meeting? Why do you go? What's it for? Just like little things just to understand what's happening and going on around you. The other reason you want to ask questions, and I would even say this is the bigger reason, is because later on, if you're ever asked a question and they expect you to know the answer, but back when you learned about it, you never asked clarifying questions and you really didn't quite understand what it is, that's going to come back to haunt you, especially if you work in a very penalizing type of environment. So make sure when you're learning something, ask those questions. You can even decide later on, maybe the next day, you can say, you know what, I've been thinking a lot about what we had talked about. I don't think I quite got the whole thing. Explain to them what you do know. Say, can I run this by you? Explain what you know. And then say, am I missing anything? Is there something I'm not understanding here? And that way, it both proves to you, okay, I understand what I learned. But then it also shows them if I'm missing something, I'm asking you and they then have the opportunity to clarify. So don't be afraid to ask questions, especially early on. This is your almost like window of opportunity. It's your free pass. Asking questions doesn't make you dumb. Now, if you ask questions a year in, on something that you should have known for the last year, I'm telling you from personal experience, it does not go well. It just makes you look bad. So ask those questions early on. My next tip is to chat with your supervisor about communication. Yeah, you're going to talk about communication. And the reason being, everyone prefers to communicate in a different way. Some people want to get an email. Some people want you to pick up the phone. Some people want you to hold all of your questions for the end of the week and then have one Zoom call and chat about it. Other people don't mind if you reach out throughout the day with an update or a need for clarification. But you're going to want to know what does your supervisor prefer? If they don't mind an instant message like Slack, Gchat, Microsoft Teams, great, utilize that. Now, You also want to keep in mind what's easiest for you, but I would strongly encourage to try to mirror what your supervisor prefers. Now, if they say, I don't really care, then you can say, okay, well, I have found that this has been helpful for me in the past. Let's try this. And you know what? If you find it's not working, you can always change. I think people get really set in their ways and set in routines, and they think that this is a grounded, concrete, never changing thing life changes, okay? So if you started out having weekly Zooms and you're like, you know what, I can't wait four days for an answer, try reaching out once and saying, hey, I just kind of needed a quicker update. Is this okay? You never know. Your supervisor might be open to it. Speaking of communicating with your supervisor, I strongly encourage early on you set up one-on-one meetings. So my ninth tip is make sure you schedule a one-on-one meeting. It doesn't have to be every week. Maybe it's every other week, once a month, but you really want to be having very regular chats with your supervisor because that's when you're going to be able to unearth if you're not meeting expectations or if you need to change the way you're structuring something. The last thing you want to do is be absolutely gobsmacked in your annual review and you're like, you brought up something that happened literally six months ago. Like, We could have clarified this six months ago, but you never talked about it. And so I didn't know about it. So you want to make sure you're having very regular conversations with your supervisor and you're asking for that feedback. Is there anything you'd like me to change? How can I improve this? Is this meeting your expectations? Is there something that I'm missing here? You want to have those conversations. And it might be really awkward at first, but eventually 
that act of asking for feedback is going to become more second nature. And that's a great way for you to know for sure you're meeting your supervisor's expectations. The last thing you want to do is just be unaware and you could have saved yourself the hassle and the headache. And my 10th and final tip. First off, if you're listening to this and you're starting a new job, congratulations. It is a feat finding a job in normal times. We are in the middle of a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic. So if you're finding a new job or you're on the brink of starting a new job, congratulations. I wish you all the best. I hope beyond hope that it is the best fit for you. With that said, starting a new job can be super exciting and also really stressful. So please make a point to de-stress after your workday. You know, don't schedule something as soon as the workday's over, especially in the beginning. You never know if you're going to have to stay back and chat, but get a new candle or take a yoga class or try and meditate. Go for a walk. Just find something that's allowing you to have that outlet and to relax. When you're starting a new job, just try your best every day and know that it takes time. I think another reason people get so stressed is they think they have to be perfect right away. It's called a learning curve for a reason. And if the company is not allowing you to engage in that learning curve, sometimes up to 90 days, sometimes longer, depending on what type of industry you're in, then that's not the right job. But try and understand that it's a process and you're learning. I know I struggled with this a lot throughout my life, always feeling like you need to suddenly start adding value. I mean, no one wants to see you sitting there texting on your phone, but they recognize that the value part is going to come after you understand the role and you understand the processes in place. So with that said, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the So Rude Podcast. I hope this was helpful. And if you're starting a new job, please let me know. I want to celebrate with you. That's super awesome. Hopefully it's with a company you're really excited about joining. And if not, that's okay. I wish you the best. So have a wonderful day. I can't wait to chat with you guys next time. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe on Instagram at SoRude.Podcast. You can reach me there and we'll chat again soon. Have a wonderful day. Bye now.